this is Voyager Time. We are demons and we eat children, and you're under arrest for stealing my dollar. I'm Andrew, and with me today is... Sarah. I'm Ben. Nathan. Today we're talking about Voyager Episode 4, Time and Again. Investigating a planet just devastated by polaric explosion, Janeway and Paris are engulfed by a subspace fracture and transported in time to before the accident. We're also talking about Adventure Time Episode 5, The Enchiridion. Finn and Jake go on a quest for the titular magical book that would prove them worthy of being righteous heroes. And Episode 6, The Jiggler. A strange creature attracted by Finn's auto-tuned singing voice follows the duo to their home and they keep him as a pet. Soon, however, the creature begins to show signs of sickness and Finn and Jake realize the creature needs the love and attention of its mother. They then return it to its nest. This is a wild set of episodes, everyone. This was, this is... Mm-hmm. These, are, these were some good episodes. Uh, specifically about Voyager, though, can we just like talk for a second about the fact that the premise of this episode started off the same as kind of the last episode. <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> I, I like partway through, I was just like, once they realized that they caused the explosion, I was like, this is the same episode. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it was a really good version of that same, like basic start, but yeah, mm-hmm. it was... was it? Yeah, I couldn't I, disagree I with you it. more there, Ben. I thought this is a real bad episode. I like. I did not like it at all. Sarah, could you tell like what was going on with the the people back on Voyager? They were just saying a bunch of techno babble all like the, the time, whole time. Yeah, yeah. It just was like, no, it the... was nothing, <laughs> honestly. And then like, it just all of the all of the drama seemed so manufactured and just kind of boring to me. Yes, I thought it was just overall kind of a boring episode yeah it w- it wasn't bad with bad fashion it just didn't oh my god, god the fashion, the fashion is wild um, one of the things i don't understand and i i mean like okay i do understand it from like a production standpoint they don't have time to make these alien worlds that they visit like fully <laughs> fleshed out with all this cultural like there's i just find it extremely hard to believe that any society at anywhere would all just wear the exact same clothes as each other all the time with like slight color variations. Mm-hmm. They ran out of money making this episode. Um, so they didn't have enough money for costumes. They didn't have enough money to build two sets. So like the post-apocalyptic one is the same one as before. They just spray painted it all black uh, after the <laughs> fact. It oh totally shows in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, so really I will appreciate the that, ear yeah. warmers, the police ear warmers that they all wore. Honestly, the, after their like costume change, the thing that was putting me off most was the fact that Janeway had her hair down. Oh my like, god! Yeah, half only half of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that. Yeah, why did she need to do that? Like, how does that? They're in, not like in disguise. It's her incognito hair, right? Her like this is my sneaking around hair. the alien planet, trying to not look at, like a civilized warp civilization <laughs> member, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, one of the hallmarks of being a warp society, a warp level society, is that you keep your hair up in a tight bun all the time. Right. Otherwise, yeah, it might sure. fall in one of the nacelles. Sarah, I noticed that too about the fashion, especially since they dedicated like several minutes to talking about fashion and clothing and stuff like that. And then they yeah. just all wear the same thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, for Voyager and for Adventure Time, I thought they both, all of these episodes were just like filler yeah, yeah, I'm with Which you. Which isn't bad, because, like, shows need that, especially when they have, you know, 30 episodes a season or whatever it is. But they don't really do that anymore, so they can't. It, it feels like shows now have a more tight story mm-hmm. than right. shows from the 90s, where they had 25 episodes a season and they had to 
get through it. <laughs> you know, they just so. had to put something on the TV. Right. It's really it's interesting you mentioned that because Adventure Time I think shows that sort of change as time goes on because it starts in 2010 and it ends in 2018 and you can really see how like like prestige TV and just how like how how the changes in the show reflect what was going on at TV at the time because like it's so much looser and lighter at the beginning and then it's sort of like they cram more and more into it as time goes on. So I didn't necessarily dislike it quite as much as you guys i thought it was kind of an interesting um i I guess it was a smaller part of the episode but the the interesting conflict that they had you know tom and janeway had to kind of discuss about do we violate the prime directive to prevent like a mass extinction of this planet Mm -hmm. and their you know kind of differing opinions on that yeah did, did it yeah I, sarah do you have a soapbox you want to stand out about the prime directive because if you don't i will i'd go ahead and say what you need to say <laughs> <laughs> i found those stakes so nothing because every single time they talk about not violating the prime directive they go on to violate the prime directive mm-hmm. i mean that's not always true <laughs> it depends on the show and the captain I'm not as well versed in it as you are, but the ones that I've seen, it's always like we can't do it just to introduce some stakes that they will inevitably then do. It's the I mean, whole a lot like, of times it does happen. I'm not going to say, but not every time. It's a lot like don't cross the streams in Ghostbusters, only to right. inevitably cross the streams. Right. It's <laughs> if <laughs> if that was the case, that like the we only ever do explicitly follow Prime Directive, it would be a lot of like. Oh well, we came across this. We came across this planet, and we heard this explosion. That's weird. Let's keep going. Yeah. It would be a way right. less interesting show. Like, right. <laughs> but that did kind of seem like a needless detour. Like, if you're trying mm-hmm. to get back home, and it was like, oh yeah, oh there's this explosion off in the distance. Let's go look. Right. Well, it did like, damage their ship a little bit. Fair. But shouldn't they just be like, let's just fix that and keep going? Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> It did also make that seventy-five years to go here. Let's keep yeah. moving. Right. It did make that ending part though at the where they're like, "Oh, this is a non-warp planet that's not doing anything. They don't know we're here. That nothing's happening. Mm-hmm. We'll just keep going. Let's not violate the prime directive now." Mm-hmm. It, like, it did make it a little bit more interesting at that point. That's true. It did come back around there. But okay, the thing though is they like reset it, right? Like mm-hmm. that whole yeah, they right. reset it so like nothing, none, nothing in this episode actually happened. Mm-hmm. As far right. as they're concerned, yeah. So True. it was nothing. <laughs> like all the character <laughs> development they allegedly had during that. Oh my god, you're right. It just got erased. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing happened. God. One of the producers even explicitly called out how important it was to them that they have Janeway and Paris be together in an episode early on to develop their bond. But you're right. They just go, they throw it all out the window immediately. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh. there's, there's, there's a lot more show to go for that. But like the fact that in the second episode, they're like already erasing stuff. It's just like they should have had at least one person remember something in like a dream or something. Maybe Kess could they, remember they, something they, for they it. Kind they kind of imply, they kind of implied that a little bit with Kess, but yeah they did kind of brush it over like oh okay well i guess that must have been nothing yeah 
Speaking of Kes, though, there was that one scene where she's like weeping about the horrible thing that happened that she could see in her mind. First of all, I wrote down that she was acting with a capital A. (laughs) (laughs) But then the part that I thought was the dumbest was that she's like, I think it's real. And I saw it in my mind or whatever. And Neelix is like, wow, it's almost like you have you're saying referencing powers like this one tribe on this other planet has. And she's like, well, my people have like history historically been telepathic and he's like but nobody <laughs> believes that <laughs> like he like, for he that just, other people yeah i was like why why would that be how it is that doesn't make any sense why would you believe those other like forest people have it but not hers why like, is it impossible for her species have you seen the things they can do when they walk into an empty room who the people the forest people because he starts that sentence and never finishes oh it. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't hear that part oh my god yeah okay Speaking of Kess, my one note on her was that her hair does not move. It's It's like a solid piece of plastic. Yeah, (laughs) it is. I'm I'm agreeing more and more with you that this is kind of a mediocre episode. It was not great, but... It it was fine, right? It just was like... It just wasn't exceptional. The, The Rebels were so weird, too. Like... Yes. They were so ready to immediately murder a kid. I know. Yeah. And then then when he had the moment to do it, he's just like, actually, you know what? I'm going to busy. I'm going to look over here. Oh, God, he got away. (laughs) Hated that kid. He sucked. It was such a (laughs) dumb thing to have him in there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and then it was like, it was just all of it. Everything that happened just went nowhere and led to nothing because they put them right back where they started Mm -hmm. at the beginning of the episode at the end. But... Mm -hmm. The fact that Tom had this, like, he was all annoyed by the kid, and then by the end, he liked the kid and felt bad for him because he knew he was going to die or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, that's all great, but, like, now that got erased, so what was the point of any of it? Mm-hmm. And and what was, I, yeah, I just, for me, like, it's for the show, like, whatever, like, their character development, there's hardly any of it even in this episode, but, like, you know, you're watching it, you see these things happen, and then that the fact that they got erased, it's like, well, now you can't factor that into what your understanding of their character is because it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just annoys me. It's definitely yeah. the key difference between the last episode and this one is like everything yeah. that happened in the last episode did actually happen. But yeah. this one, right. This I one, they, even though was- they go through the same thing. It just, no, you know, this paradox at all, it all gets erased this time. Right. I think it just kind of, I don't know, like you said earlier, it was more of a filler, but also in the sense of like, ooh, this is our big reveal at the end, is like, oh, you know, the their little time travel magic, they, you know, don't even know what they, you know, prevented, but I don't know, I think it was for us to be able to, I don't know, use that gimmick, I guess. Yeah. I guess the good news is there was no actual character development, so we didn't lose anything. Well, right. That's what I'm saying. Even though there was hardly anything. That's why I'm like, this episode was about nothing and was for nothing. It was just to fill a week of time. Yeah. The the shining gem in the episode was, again, like all other episodes, was the doctor. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, the captain's gone. Yeah. He's like, no one has told me any of this. 
the, the quote I pulled was, it seems I found myself on a voyage of the damned. <laughs> yes. He's so dramatic. And don't leave oh, without God. turning me off. Yeah, he's like, please just, just oh, stop. Put me out of my misery. <laughs> also, also, like, the fact that the doctor is like, I've never seen a brain like yours before. And they're like, yeah, because uh, we're not from Starfleet. Yeah, she's an We've alien. Never been, we're aliens. And he's like, oh, why did your doctors not send us the medical right. records? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know, because we because, didn't have them. <laughs> because we are in a completely different part of the galaxy, and we don't have that kind of stuff. And then, yeah, like, that, whole, how that ma- whole exchange was great. How many other yeah. new arrivals are there? Oh, just us. And another well, crew of oh, the ship. entire other crew. <laughs> <laughs> also, they acknowledge that living in space has like is different on your body from just living on Earth, mm-hmm. which was interesting because I don't mm-hmm. know if I've seen that. I've definitely not seen that in any Star Trek I've watched. I don't know if that's in the other shows ever. Yeah. So it was an interesting not little really. detail. At least not they're not in '90s era Star Trek. At least. The thing that bothered me most about the the aliens, not the fact that they were just humans from the 60s uh, or any like the kid, anything about it, their clothes. It was how weirdly formal all their language was. Yeah. Uh, have a confection oh, bar and yeah. calm down. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I grabbed my Nobody uses too. the word watch or clock. They keep calling them timepieces. Well, that's how you know they're aliens. Right. Because mm-hmm. even though they're speaking English, they're saying like different words. It was so weird. Because they're weird and alien. They're aliens. Get they're it? weird clocks. <laughs> timepiece. Yeah. I did appreciate him explaining how the how to read the time, and then it never mattering again because Tom just explains how long is left afterwards. I have an interesting fact about this episode. Um, okay. The, the guy who played Nye Turla, the super crabby protester who wanted to shoot the kid. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He played Fuchs in the movie The Thing. That was his one of his first roles. Uh, the head <laughs> scientist who commits suicide by setting himself on fire rather than getting murdered by The Thing. Hmm. Okay. I've this, never seen the, the look, thing, there's no so. interesting facts about these episodes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anders well, okay. take. There's nothing interesting about this episode. I just thought it was yeah. cool that a guy from my favorite movie was also in this episode as mm-hmm. someone who wants to murder a child. Mm-hmm. I just think they're neat. I just think they're neat. Well, can we talk? Let's take a visit to the shipping corner because I want to talk about <laughs> the fact in the beginning. Well, I guess and the end. Tom is like, hey, Harry. Oh, my God. Let's go hit on the Delaney sisters. And Harry's like, no, I have a girl at home. Uh-huh. Sounds That's fake. Un- yes. And then yeah, he's she's like- in Canada. Who he wants to wait for him for 75 years? Yeah. Like, she'll wait huh? for me for yeah. seven decades. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to think you're yeah. dead in two days. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, she probably has already been told that your ship has been lost and is in the grieving process. Yeah. If she cared, if she's even real, which I think. That we can all She's agree totally probably real isn't. Because I I instant messenger every night and it's <laughs> totally legit. 
even if she's real, we don't know how long they've been dating. It could have been like three weeks. Yeah, it's or he could he has a girl at home, but he doesn't call her his girlfriend or say that they're like a serious relationship or anything. Nope. Yeah, they might not even be dating. Period. (laughs) He might have just been wanting to ask her out. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. If she's real, she's not going to fucking wait for him. Let's just say that for sure. <laughs> but then, on the other hand, Tom is using his, like, hyper bravado sexuality to, like, hide his feelings for Harry, right? Like, Whoa. we can all agree. Oh, yeah. No, he's he's using to... that. Let's Because co- he's trying to find out about Harry's, like, whole deal. deal mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you've got a girl at home? Yeah, okay, sure. And he's like... She's not gonna. Wait. She's not gonna wait. <laughs> what for I wrote down was it's such a stereotype. Tom using his hypersexuality to come up, cover up his feelings for Harry, and Harry saying he has a girl back home to avoid flirting with other girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, if they had wanted to do this in this show, it was laid out like red carpet <laughs> from the beginning. <laughs> I'm just saying. So I love this so much. If the people who were making Discovery were making this show, it would have. They would have probably started yeah. out. <laughs> Completely different. <laughs> this episode would have started with the two of them in their bunks. In Tom's bunk. Together? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They would have been hooking up. They could have even been having the same exact conversation that they had. And then Harry feels all guilty. And I mean, I'm just saying they could have done a lot that we're that we missed out on. But it was all there. I'm here for this. I think I think the fanfic that is clear to me is the one where Harry is naive and young and doesn't really know what he wants, and Tom it, like mm-hmm. sh- like guides him. That that makes a lot of sense to me. Sort of more knowledgeable, yes. Right, and they they discover uh, they discover each other and about themselves during yes, the voyage exactly. home. Mm-hmm. That was the real voyage all along. <laughs> yes. Well, and Tom has that stupid line where he's like, people are going to start pairing off, you know, mm-hmm. like, you got to get in there. And yeah. And Harry's like, oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Harry's like, but I've got a girl at home. Okay. I did think that bit was interesting. Sorry, are we out of the shipping corner? Yeah, we can be done. With has, that. has the paperwork <laughs> been signed and stamped? Yes. It's been a prayer. Okay, we'll send it to customs. Um, I did think it was interesting that they brought this up, even if it was in kind of a strange context. Um, like the thought that nobody knows what happened to Voyager and they're just going to like show up one day out of nowhere and people are like, oh, we thought you died like a thousand years ago. Because also is relativity discussed in the show at all? Like, oh, no, of course not. That's not <laughs> they don't bring that up. OK, are you like, come on. <laughs> it's the future. They have warp speed. They don't have to worry about relativity and. And timepieces, magic things that like that. Um, did we have anything else to say about this episode? No, not really. <laughs> like, it's just kind of a boring one. Yeah, a little bit of a mess. All right, so how about uh, Adventure Time, the Enchiridion? It definitely it again, like we talked about before. I felt like filler, but I feel like there were. Some very good characters in there. And the one that sticks out to me was the gatekeeper. Oh, of course. The riddle, riddle yeah. guy. Just, the riddle master. Oh, I could watch that repeatedly. There are lots yeah. of good little jokes in here. Like PB in the tower just making mouth sounds at the top for no reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Fair. Oh, oh wait, and then climbing back up the tower. Farewell, Finn the human boy. <laughs> she had to get her, uh, her handkerchief. Okay, so is she not human? No, she's a she's candy made person. Can- she, she's made out of bubblegum. But she looks like a human. It's yes. don't worry. It's all explained later. The deep Adventure Time lore, and that's not a joke. It is quite deep. Mm-hmm. So that's, I guess, my like thing that I kind of get annoyed by when I'm watching this because, like, it's fun to watch. I like watching these episodes, but then I'm always like which thing is going to become important and that people are going to be like, oh, don't worry, you'll get it later when we talk about it. Because, oh, okay. <laughs> like, I just don't... Because now I wrote down, Enchiridion, important thing or throwaway thing? Who can say? <laughs> yeah. Cause, like, no, I I haven't watched nearly as much. I've, I watched more of the early episodes, so I'm kind mm-hmm. of in the same boat. Um, but I wouldn't worry about it too much because at this point the episodes are light and i don't think at that point when they were making the show that they were intending to get as uh deep as it did so yeah Yeah, they just would make stuff up and i think part of the joke early on was you'd make things up that seemed like it was going to be important and then never was and then Mm -hmm. they went back and mined everything later Mm -hmm. right yeah, really just kind of reverse engineered their lore out of what they did in the beginning. Right. Yeah, I think I I agree. I think just like kind of enjoying it as it comes and then like not worrying worrying about it just kind of seems the like the way to go. This episode had a lot of like really intense D&D things in it. That I was like this would make mm-hmm. a lot of fun stuff for a D&D game. Mm-hmm. Like the silly, the silly little gatekeeper, and the you've unlocked the riddle and the door. Brilliantly <laughs> <laughs> done, child. I just thought you looked cute in that lock. <laughs> oh, that's, that's how, how most, most people, people get in. Solve it. <laughs> but yeah, that does feel very D and D, where it's like this big setup to be like a big, oh my god, you know, yeah, a big riddle or puzzle or big, you know, side quest, and then it just. The like, answer is shove the, the guy like in, in the, yeah. into the lock. <laughs> there was one time I was I played uh, part like a little bit of D anD D with a guy I used to work with and some people that he works with now, and <laughs> he was DMing it. And we the, literally the first thing that we got to there's this door we had to figure out how to open. And someone's like, "Ha ha ha! What if it's the thing from Lord of the Rings?" They're like, "Speak, friend, and enter." And then he's like, "Says Melon or whatever it is from the movie." And my friend Rick was like. The door opens, <laughs> like, and then there's I was there like he's like, do you want to look around or, or anything? And like we found something on the ground that was like the clue for answering the riddle that we accidentally solved just by walking out the door. <laughs> he was like, hmm, this looks like it might be something that for a riddle that you've already solved. These two episodes were weird for me because I just like there's not I don't have a lot to comment on plot. I just have like a bunch of things I picked out that I thought was funny, like. Yeah, the the plots were well, fairly forgettable. For I agree. Them. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't much meat to the plot, but I think they're what they made up for it in some of the characters. Of course, like yeah. so, like uh, like those or the, like the, the Minotaur, the, yeah, the Minotaur, Manish Man, with the <laughs> muscles on his muscles when he was flying. <laughs> yeah, that guy yeah, the... reminded me of a character from a, a Taz thing, like an Adventure Zone. NPC. That's yeah. who that reminded me of. Absolutely. Like if yeah. you were taking Clark and made him 
into a minotaur instead of a, a bugbear. Yeah. Um, I, I thought loved... the giant that they found was <laughs> <Yeah>. gross. <laughs> yep. And... You're under arrest for stealing my dollar. <laughs> yeah, well, and then I wrote down, in my opinion, if a guy eats you, you don't have to give him his dollar back. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know, where do giants spend their big money? The At store? the giant convenience big store? Big convenience stores? <laughs> I mean, he must have a place where there's people his size, right? It's... Like. You had to come from his somewhere. homeland. Yeah, it's at the big and tall stores, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I really appreciated at the end of the whole gnome scene, Jake just putting the gnomes back into the fire. <laughs> yeah, get back in there. How are there so many old ladies in this forest? That supposedly you need to be a hero to get into. It was just a land riddled with grannies. Well, were they real? Because at the end, it looked like two of them were there. Yeah, just hanging out at the picnic. Just chilling. Yeah. It was all Um, part of the trial. Yeah. Uh, The Dark Wizard this episode was voiced by Mark Hamill. Really? Really? Yeah. That's the guy who tells him to slay the unaligned band. Yeah, yes. Cool. <laughs> slay this unaligned band. I loved, that was my favorite part of that episode. Was oh. when he's like, slay this ant. And he's like, is it evil? And he's like, what? no, but it's not good either. <laughs> it's unaligned. <laughs> That's slay the moment when I realized band. that it was a D&D episode, oh. basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never picked up on that, but yeah, it's absolutely. Uh, my last note is that I love that Finn has like a million missing teeth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. It was like a really brief close-up where he's got like this strange smile on his face, and you can see he's got like four that are just not there. <laughs> I mean, he's a kid in an area with no dentists. What do you expect? I know he lives mm-hmm. in the candy kingdom. That shit's gonna rot his teeth immediately. That's but true. The ca- but the uh, do the candy or the people? Yeah. So you're are you saying he's eating them? Yeah, wow. <laughs> mm. What do they that eat in point. Candy Kingdom? I would assume candy, but also that's people. The... <laughs> I mean we did have the guy who was eating himself thing. though. But we do know that Finn owns a toothbrush because he yeah. you know uses it in the next episode. <laughs> he splits it in half. Yeah. <laughs> Tore it in half like chopsticks. Split well, now he doesn't middle. have a toothbrush, so I well, guess he has half a toothbrush. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, it was crazy to me that we are on episode what six, and this is the first time we see the treehouse. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's, that's right. where they live. That's where yeah. they live. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only thing I wrote down for this second episode we watched was Finn and Jake are not ready to be parents. <laughs> no, because it, I thought it was even more forgettable than the first one. Because <laughs> yeah. it's just like the funniest part to me was the auto tune singing yeah. <laughs> in the beginning. <laughs> I've got a, I swallowed a little computer. <laughs> yeah, it, it was and then the rest with the little with the jiggler, the jiggler. Yeah, but like, what is that actually? I don't know. It's like it reminded me of those things that you like. I saw them all the time as a kid. It's like that rubber thing, and you squeeze it, and the eyes. Oh yeah, yeah, little, yeah. little yeah. stress squeezer. Yeah, thing. right. Mm-hmm. 
Well, yeah. So that thing follows them and then... I don't know. I just thought it was kind of <laughs> depressing after that. I was just like, this is going to go bad. And then it's like a sad little baby. And then the mom uh, is like rejecting it. I was like, this is a little bit too real to what could happen <laughs> with real animals. I know. Yeah. I was just like, hey, don't take animals from their homes, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> the Jiggler goes through some pretty moderate body horror, too. Like, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That bit where it's like all wrapped up and stuff and oozing fluid and like clearly uh-huh. in pain was really something for kids to program. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, was, uh- it was a really strange <laughs> one with a lot of yeah. like fun little funny sound bites yeah. and then a lot of weird explosions and liquids coming from places they shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. My first um, note was, oops, doesn't like grapes. Purple whatever. <laughs> oh, no, it's a dog. Medi- yeah, purple whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this episode was censored in England. Would you guys like to take a guess as to what was censored? The Jiggler as a whole. Got <laughs> out of the episode. Um, um, the butt the, part. I, th- I thought the butt part too. The 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 gooshing of the pink fluid. No, believe it or not, it was the phrase "I gotta tuck you in, girl" that Finn sings uh, in the song at the beginning. Oh. Why? I don't know. Hmm. Of all the things in this episode to censor, why that? <laughs> That's weird. I gotta That's tuck real you weird. in, girl. Huh. Uh, best joke of the episode was definitely when they're trying to plug all the holes, the goop stops coming out, and Finn mm-hmm. goes, what about your glass eye collection? And Jake responds, oh, <laughs> oh they're in mint condition. Mint condition. Oh, <laughs> I really also appreciated where it's getting at everything. It's like, oh, and the galoshes. <laughs> I gotta <laughs> But yes, to be fair, minus all the body horror, that is a lot like parenthood, where it's like, oh, nope, they're not eating this. Oh, they ate this, but then they threw it up. Oh, (laughs) there's all this, um, you know, stuff leaking out. It's everywhere. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's it's all too real. When my daughter is upset, I can't, like, throw her 100 yards into a pool surrounding my wife and solve all my problems. (laughs) No? That's not how it works? Well, have you tried? I don't have the arm to lob 30 pounds that far, unfortunately. But if I did, <laughs> I'd give it a shot. Sounds like you need to hit the gym some more. <laughs> yeah, clearly. <laughs> Do we have much more to say about this one? It's just not a whole was, lot here. This, this, this is a no. light a few whole episodes. Lot. How's your guys' weeks been? <laughs> Neat. They've been busy, but thank you for asking. Well, we have like 10 more minutes we can theoretically <laughs> talk, and we don't have anything to say about the episode, so... Um, uh, the Jiggler has cute no, little do... butt cheeks. That is, <laughs> that is accurate. Um, and his his teeth are brushed. His teeth are brushed? Does he have teeth? Well, it's something. brushed. <laughs> um, I liked when he drew a specific picture by kissing the ground, and then they were like, mm-hmm. I think he's trying to tell us something. Yeah. The kissing picture is very good. Yeah. <laughs> and when they're drawing food pictures, and um, I didn't like it when Finn drew a picture of meat and then put a face on it. I didn't like that. <laughs> no? You don't like, like to how... have face on your meat? I don't like to be reminded of that in my children's cartoon watching. <laughs> I did really enjoy how much Jake was upset by the thought of someone eating a picture of him. And then <laughs> yeah. had the opposite of the picture himself. Yeah. <laughs> someone drew a picture of me and it came alive. I would. I. I think I'd want that in my own body. It feels like an ownership thing. 
That makes me think of that SpongeBob episode where SpongeBob found found a like magic, magic pencil, pencil. Yeah, yeah. and drew a uh-huh. picture of himself that then went yes. wild. Doodle Bob. Doodle Bob. Um, so what are your connections to these episodes? I have one this time. Which is insane. Excellent. I don't know what you connected. Uh getting involved can sometimes cause more oh. harm than good. Really good. Mm-hmm. Really good. Very good. Yeah. Um I'm also I amazed say... that, that connects all three episodes, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Along similar lines by injecting themselves in that situation, causing the you know, the planet to annihilate themselves. I would say that that was a decision that was not righteous. It was wrongchous. It was <laughs> made them yeah. stupid chess. Do you think if you go to the replicator and you ask for purple whatever's it gives you grapes? I hope so. I think I you heard have they to only program it. I heard they only have that. plain tomato soup though. <laughs> like they don't have hot plain tomato soup. That's an issue. <laughs> Is that just like a can of, of pureed tomatoes that got hot? Like, what mm-hmm. What does Tom Paris want? Hot tomato he soup. Hot tomatoes. I don't... He just wants plain hot tomato soup. Come on. He yelled it. How do He's you not very remember? Clear. No, I, <laughs> I remember. I'm just now I'm starting to empathize with the replicator a little bit here. Like, how do you prepare that? Do you put onions in it? Is there garlic? Or is it just hot? Hot tomatoes? What? Well, that's the thing is, which in other Star Treks, they explain that you need to program it. Otherwise, it won't know the recipe. Mm-hmm. So really, it's Tom's fault for not telling the way, <laughs> telling the computer how to do what he wanted. Because mm-hmm. it's just a computer. Most most computer issues come back to the user. It's user yes, error. It was an mm-hmm. operator error. We call those pepcacks. Problem between that... computer and chair. <laughs> yes. Oh boy. Well, I hope the next episodes are a little bit more interesting. Just um, have anything in them. Yeah. Next time we'll be watching the Voyager episode Phage and the Adventure Time episodes Ricardio the Heart Guy and Business Time. Okay. Um, well, we already know off the, from the Adventure Time episodes there's going to be more to them. <laughs> yeah, the, you guys do. Ricardia the Heart Guy is a wild episode followed by, I think, an episode that is even lighter than the ones we watched yeah. today. <laughs> Ricardio is <laughs> going to give us a good bit to talk about, though. Is that it? Well, until next time, I have to do my line. <laughs> okay, go. I'm working on it. Hold on. <clears throat> until next time, we'll just wait for you here. Is it, hold on. Is it behind or in front of? By, <laughs> it's by, by the mausoleum. By. By the mausoleum. With our backs turned and our defenses lowered. pickles professionals regularly report record many podcast episodes they never release oh no i was just talking about professional clappers oh okay (laughs) you don't get paid to clap
You guys yeah. are getting paid. <laughs> <laughs>